this podcast by the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, NISA. I'm Paola Buonadonna. Immigration is a hotly debated subject as the country prepares to go to the polls in June. Voters will be blandished with promises, pelted with often contradictory policies and bamboozled by a barrage of statistics. I'm here with NISA Associate Research Director Heather Rolf to press the reset button and establish some basic facts. Heather, the Conservatives are sticking to their target of reducing net migration to the tens of thousands. When was the last time net migration was at this level? Well, first of all, they've been making that promise since 2010, and actually that's precisely the period after which we've seen quite a big increase in immigration. But to answer your question, the last time that we had migration at lower than the tens of thousands um, was in 1997. And it was at low at that time because of economic downturn um, in the UK and also the increased prosperity in the Commonwealth countries, which is where most immigration at that time came from. Drilling down a little bit more on, on this issue, uh, including international students in the figure is controversial in itself, isn't it? So if you look at the figures, there are 134,000 international students studying in the UK, and they include students from within and outside the EU, but predominantly from outside the EU. The contribution of international students to the UK economy has been estimated at £10 billion per annum, and um, the House of Commons Committee on the Impacts of Leaving the EU has estimated that the contribution of EU students alone is 3.7 billion. So that's a lot of money to the UK economy that would be lost if there was a reduction, a further reduction um, in the number of international students. And it's controversial because actually the public does not regard um, international students as migrants. And, you know, when you talk to the public, I've been in a focus group um, arranged by British Future, and the public were quite astonished to find um, that international students were regarded as migrants. But, of course, as far as the government's concerned, having included international students in the target and kept them there for so long, I think if they removed them now, they would be seen to be tinkering with the figures. Now, Labour, on the other hand, don't have a target. They say that they want controlled immigration, but they seem to be focusing their fire on employers. Um, What they're talking about is wanting to crack down on employers who try to undercut wages and also trying to stop employers from recruiting um, exclusively from abroad. And obviously those, those are things that I think most people would agree with. I think... And what I would say about that is when you actually look at the evidence about why employers um, recruit migrant workers and the ways in which they do, it doesn't stack up. So um, in, so in some areas of the economy, they are in, in low-skilled work. They're in work that um, employers find it difficult um, to recruit local people. I would say that the practice of recruiting migrants exclusively from abroad is quite unusual. For a start, it's quite expensive. When they do it, it tends to be because they're very desperate, is that they really can't uh, recruit from the from within the UK. And that's quite often in areas that have very low unemployment. We already have um, low levels of unemployment, and that combined with the unattractiveness of some types of work and some industries means that employers have had severe difficulty um, recruiting. 
Another common concern, which is related to Labour's policy, is that migrants have a downward um, impact on wages. And research that's done by the National Institute shows consistently that, that those effects are very small, small to the effect that you would not notice them, and that other factors are much more important in determining uh, the level of wages that people actually um, earn. And another concern is that migration has a negative impact on employment, it actually increases levels of unemployment. But again, research that's been done at the National Institute and also by researchers elsewhere shows consistently that not to be the case. So we have high levels of immigration in areas with high levels of employment, and we have relatively low levels of immigration in areas which have high unemployment and the reason for that is that migrants go to where the jobs are and it's interesting when you look at the migration statistics you find that over 60% of migrants who come here to work have already got a job fixed up so they're very unlikely to be going into areas that have low levels of employment. The Lib Dems are, are very clear uh, for their part that a fixed migration target would hit uh, UK businesses, hospitals, universities, so they're not going to go for that. No, and I think interestingly one thing that the Lib Dems are saying is that, that there's an urgent need um, for the rights of the 3 million EU citizens in the UK to be to be sorted out and that um, Tim Farron is saying that that's going to be at the heart of his campaign. And I think that's something that obviously the migrants themselves want to hear, but also that's something that employers want to hear. That's right top of their agenda in terms of what they want political parties to be to be delivering on. But we have to remember that the election comes after the Brexit vote, which was informed in no small measure by public opinion and attitude towards immigration. So regardless of the obvious economic benefits of immigration, all political parties will be playing a balancing act between political motivation and economic reality. Thank you very much, Heather. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. For other podcasts, blogs and specialist briefings on important economic issues facing the country ahead of the general election, please visit our dedicated page, www.nisa.ac.uk forward slash election 2017. This was made possible through funding from the Nuffield Foundation to ensure public debate in the run-up to the vote is informed by independent and rigorous evidence. Goodbye.